host, Montel Williams here, and thanks for joining us again for another edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel, where we talk normally everything cannabis and hemp-related in the world to make sure we can give you enough information to help you navigate the space as you are out looking in dispensaries and other places to find a product that you might want to use for yourself or your family. But today, we're going to shift the paradigm just a little bit again. Um, this is now the, the second appearance of... Uh, our next guest on the podcast. And because of your response, I want to make sure that uh, I keep bringing her back and giving you an opportunity to hear a little bit more about what she does. She's a medical intuitive, a spiritual healer, an energy medicine practitioner. She started a practice in etheric medicine based in Long Beach in 2017. And her practice, Bobby Communicates, with the spirit to help people get to the root cause of their physical illnesses, chronic pain, and or emotional issues. And I'm talking about the one and only Bobby Vogel. Welcome her back to Let's Be Blood with Montel. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Bobby. Thank you. You know, I think what I ought to do one more time, though, to make sure those people who are tuning in think expecting to hear everything cannabis and hearing from you, mm-hmm. they need to understand what it is you do. What exactly is a medical intuitive? What would you, how would you describe yourself? What do you do? Well, right. It's, I think it's different for everybody. So I know for me, what it means is that I am able to tune in to someone's, not just their energy, their body, energy body, but their physical body as well. And um, I can see density, anxiety. I'm given information about um, what that density means, how we can clear it out. I guess. And, and in that process of, of identifying that density and clearing it out, you say that you're able to get to the root of mm-hmm. a person's illness mm-hmm. and help them overcome that, right? Right. Well, how did this come about? I mean, were you just <laughs> sitting around one day with a couch going, hmm, I think I can heal somebody. No, where did no, this come from? that never occurred to me, actually. Okay. Where did, it, where did it come from? Well, I mean, it's a pretty long story, but... Um, it's okay. We got some time. Okay. So I uh, was a top producing realtor in San Francisco. I uh, moved down to L.A. when uh, a client from San Francisco who was a flipper, an investor, Mm -hmm. uh, she wanted to buy properties in Los Angeles and flip them. So we got into contract on five great homes. Um, How many years ago was this? uh, Now it's about six. Okay. And uh, so I thought, now's a good time, you know, to go if I'm going to go, because I always wanted to live down here on the beach. And then I made that move. And within four days of that, she bailed on all of the contracts, even though she was, you know, ouch. Yeah. So it was about $225,000 gone. Mm -hmm. But so I wasn't obviously planning for that. And then I, had brought my special needs son. I, he was in a high care facility in the Bay Area because he's a, adopted and has um, behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, so within a very short period of time, he was, well, he was moved down there. And then San Francisco County decided they didn't want to pay for his care anymore. Mm-hmm. And they basically forced him out. Okay. Um bottom lining it but uh they had just yeah so the day before that they had said you know he needed a lot of care and then the next day i was threatened with um being arrested for abandonment if i didn't come pick him up 
Now I know that I'm not suited, that it didn't have what he needs, you know, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of, well, a lot. But anyway, um, he, because of his struggles and stuff, I, I had to have him at home and he was going to a public school for the first time in his life. He was always within a school, within a facility and, um, it didn't go well. And, um, little by little, like I couldn't go to work during the day because he wouldn't be at school all day and lots of other things. And, um, without that cushion, I pretty quickly lost everything that I had and, um, ended up having a, a, a sticker from the sheriff on the door. And this is over a bit of time. And, uh, I was just at an absolute complete loss. Like, what is going on here? You know, I didn't have family. Uh, Both my parents are on the other side. And I didn't understand, like, everything that I was doing before wasn't working. You know, they called me Midas in San Francisco because every deal I touched turned to go. And here I was, like, turning the keys into my Mercedes Pez, leaving it in the parking lot. I had no money for food, no nothing. And I couldn't, I couldn't get out of it. And... I was screaming at God and, you know, my people and everything. Like, what did I say I would do? What, the, what is going on? You know, like, I just, I just leave me alone, like move on to somebody else. And, um, I actually, you know, was contemplating leaving the planet and, um, somebody came to town from Chicago that I hadn't seen in a very long time. And she asked me, she said, can I take you to lunch? So I went to lunch with her and I, she mentioned agape and now i hadn't i hadn't told her anything about what was going on in my life because mm-hmm. it was just so mortifying and i had shame around it and sure um i i thought it was a mess a restaurant agape you know and she said no it's a non-denominational church around here somewhere you should check it out i was like sure you know i totally had given up on life at that point and um the next morning I looked up, so that was a Saturday. I looked it up and sure there was a, um, a church was happening in like 30 minutes. So I like grabbed my son, got out the door. And, uh, while I was there, I, sw- I swore, I had my pan in my face, in my hand. And I was like, I knew it was like, it sounds nuts, but like the word of God coming to me or my parents and spirit, because it was my personal thoughts, um, that were going on. It was my state of mind, my situation in my life, what I was contemplating doing. And the, the words that came through, I don't even remember what they were, but I left there for the first time feeling like I wanted that, that I had faith, that I had hope. And mm-hmm. through the words that came through, it was Michael Beckwith. Sure. And uh, I remember I went to him not knowing who he was, right? right. It didn't, he had bodyguards and stuff. And I went and I said you, to him after the service, you saved my life with what you said. And he stopped and he told the bodyguards it was fine. And he came and he like looked me in the face and gave me a hug and walked away. And from that day forward, I just started. Um, praying and talking to my parents on the other side. I would go up and down the beach in Venice, just praying, praying, help me. What did I say I would do? 
I want to do it, whatever agreement that I set, whatever I agreed to before I came in, which we can talk all about, but like whatever I said I would do, please just tell me what it is. I'm not, what do I need to heal? What do I need to do? Because I want to, I know I'm here for a reason, you know, there's no way that I'm not. And even though I ended up getting evicted shortly after that, things got better. And that's crazy to say, but they got better because I because of my faith and because I just got so focused on what was my a relationship with God and spirit. And I don't mean organized religion. Sure. And it became all that I focused on and and had faith in and gradually, you know, think I even though I was like sleeping in garages or friends would get Airbnb for me for and my son at the time. And, but things were shifting and I never went back to that feeling that I didn't want to be here. And then people started telling me, Oh, you're a healer, like other psychic people and healers and stuff. And I was like, what, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was a medic and then a realtor, like, and I was still trying to revive my real estate at the time and it wasn't working. But, um, and then I actually went and uh, was led to do ayahuasca and that like propelled me into this whole nother level of connection spiritually. And I got a lot of information during that um, experience. And I was told in that experience that I was a healer and find a teacher. Mm-hmm. And then at the time I was so reliant on spirit and that I, okay, I hear you. And I went and I did it. And that's when I found I came across Linda Howe on Facebook with the Akashic Records. And when I saw her face, because I've known her from Chicago like 25 years ago, as I had said, and um, that's uh, that's when I, I knew that that was my teacher and I signed up for the Akashic Records because I just trust that much, mm-hmm. you know. And then the very first time I opened my own Akashic records is when I I was like absolutely sure of how I was being communicated with. I just did. I've always had the gift. I just mm-hmm. didn't understand that that's how I'm communicated with like in images and, you know, and just yeah. for people listening and tuning in mm-hmm. right now, Akashic records are, well, like I've said, I've, I've moved on from the records and I wanted to talk a second about that after, but the Akashic records is like, it's, it's a, you know, like a, you open a book of records and in that giant book, like I saw it first, it's like, looks like a big Harry Potter book, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to visualize that mm-hmm. and everything, all the lives you've lived, what your soul has lived, all the experiences it's had, all of the ones it's currently having, all the, the possibilities of the future are all in this book of records. And so you access the master, you know, of, of the records and master teachers, loved ones it's called. And so, um, and then it just, I literally, I just started opening people's records and was, it was just unbelievable experience. And since then though, I started being sent a lot of people with medical issues, right? Just started showing up kind of in the theme. And I I started being shown more things in the body, energy things. Like I can literally see people's anxiety and things like that. And I started getting guided as, as 
I've mentioned before in the last podcast, but I started getting guided as to like how to re like move some of the, the density out at the same time as, as getting the information about what the trauma was or the emotional. Cause you, you believe that all illness is rooted in trauma. Well, I, Most of us. I believe it because of that's what I've been, yes, I do. Because that's what I know from, I know it sounds odd, but that's what I understand from spirit. And I, Got because it. they, you know, I get taught along the way now, you know, like I, I initially got connected to that gift, but then it's like, it's like I trust spirit, they trust me. And then the gift keeps getting the more and more and more, you know? Sure. And, and so I actually had a conversation with Linda Howe, mm-hmm. you know, um, who's speaks all over the, you know, the world, China and teaches. And I asked her, you know, because I, I had, I, I want to do the Akashic records justice. Right. And even though I moved, uh, my gift has expanded from there. I, I had a conversation the other day with her and I said, you know, how, how do I explain this without saying that, you know, the Akashic Records, it's an amazing tool. And the, and I said, you know, because this isn't in the records, what I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, no. And that's really important that you say that because her main concern um, is that people then, you know, will think, oh, if I go and I take the Akashic Records course, then I'm going to be able to be a medical intuitive too. And that unfortunately, you know, and so the people are going to focus on that instead of whatever it is, the gift that they're, they have, you know, because we each have a unique gift. And 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 those records are specific to you. Yeah. Right. And so I work outside of the, and she even agreed, you know, of course there's no, the things that I'm doing are not within the Akashic records. Okay. So I'm always grateful and, of course, for that um, introduction to my own gift. And then right. I, you know, and it's all exactly the way that it should have been. But the So once yeah. introduced, once you, you recognized not what your full potential was, but for what was outlined for you, you've now used that in a way to share with others and explain that. So when you say, again, medical intuitive, mm-hmm. a person can reach out to you and ask you, I've been seeing doctors for years over one particular issue and mm-hmm. you see their illness differently than a doctor. Yeah. Completely explain different. That. Explain that. Um, well, when people make a, an appointment with me, I, I always, I say, I don't want to know anything about you or even what's going on, what medical condition you have via West, you know, whatever Western medicine's calling it. And then when they come in, I just, you know, uh, they lay fully clothed and I tune in with my hand at their head and I, you know, I could close my eyes sometimes open. It just depends. And when I tune in first, I'm, I'm, I send light through cause I was, that's what I was taught to do. And, uh, I send light through. And when the, when I send light through, I, like for women, a lot of women, and I'm learning a lot of men too, because I'm getting more and more men, the, you know, the energy gets stuck right in the throat. And then it, it's, we have to push it past there because people have trouble using their voice, women, you know, predominantly. Mm-hmm. And then I can, then wherever there isn't light, 
it shows up as density. It's like seeing a, a negative or whatever it is. Like the best way I can explain it. Cause it's literally, this is what you see. This is what I right. see. I don't know what other people see, but this is what I see. And, and it's different for everybody, every person in front of me, but it, it's, you know, the same, but, but the spirit, uh, prioritizes also what's going to go on in the session. So if they need to focus on that illness or density, that's called cancer, mm -hmm. for instance, then we go straight there. But otherwise I'd run the light through and now they've taught me, I, I can see meridians and the smaller meridians and I can see which ones are lit up and not lit up, which causes a whole nother level of problems. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's, that's our etheric or energy electrical system. That's what I call it. And, okay. you know, cause our physical manifestation of our electrical system is our spinal cord. Right. So, mm -hmm. and because our body is basically a hologram of our energy, etheric body, uh, the, the electrical system for the, the energy body are the meridians okay. and they go, you know, run with the spinal cord basically. And so that wasn't, which you'll probably hear about from one of my, um, clients that I'm bringing on, but, mm -hmm. and then, um, then they'll start. So we, sh we see that, right. And then they'll start downloading information to me or have me ask questions of my client uh, it could be any, it could be a childhood thing. It could, you know, it's, it's memories or it's, you know, situations or trauma or, you know, whatever, whatever they, they're getting at and they jump around. I mean, this is like an hour of a session and they, they, they end up connecting the dots for people at the end. Initially people are like, what is, what, I don't, you know, sometimes I don't, what is that? have to do with it but then all these different pieces brought together there's this huge aha at the end mm -hmm. and a way to um and people's loved ones on the other side come through um to you know at, offer support or sometimes they jump in and um, when you say that see again i'm a, I was a person at home listening to this when you say <laughs> people's loved ones from the other side come through what are you talking about the meaning that you hear them See them, so see hear. them, hear them, mm -hmm. and they are guiding you through your evaluation of what's going on with this person, or guiding you through ways to help this person overcome all of it. Like it, it's it's literally different every single time. But I, they also put emotion, like they'll put their emotion in my body. Sometimes I'll, you know, start crying or like, you know, like it's just, it, it's, it's, it's hard to bottom line because I've never had a session that's been the same as another, right. a, a different session. And see, I think with people who are tuning in or trying to understand is again, you know, this is in the world of, of, and I say belief, mm -hmm. you know, um, just as much as people have the right to believe any form of Western religion yeah. that is out there made up of of stories and 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 sometimes fairy tales and sometimes passed down legends but they still believe mm -hmm. and if you have a right to believe that way you also have a right to believe in what you do well you know it's a 
maybe a strong statement, but it's the truth. Like sometimes I don't, sometimes I'm like, wow, are you serious? You know, but the, the truth is whether you believe it or not, it's true. Right. Like, it it just is. And then see again, though, yeah. you know, I, I will say again, for the person tuning mm-hmm. in who's jaded and doesn't want to believe, the same thing, a statement can be made by a Christian. They would make that statement in, in their heart of hearts. They believe the same thing. Whether you believe it or not, it's true. Yeah. I'm just saying that. So again, for those who are tuning in, you know, you might sit back and go, come on, I don't buy this. Well, you know, who cares whether you buy it or not? Right. Because at the end of the day, it's for those who believe and those who believe. Or are open to believing, open right, to believing. which is what's starting to happen because it's necessary. Well, you know, you uh, very interesting because, you know, the last time we spoke, we spoke ourselves just for, you know, almost 40 minutes. And, you know, this time I'm so glad that you were able to bring one of your clients with you. And, um, you know, we'll bring her right out. Gina right. Pugalizzi. Gina, come on in. For a second, so I want to go home and see Gina. And Gina, you are one of Bobby's clients. Um, and let's back up for a second and talk about what was going on in your life that made you even seek out a Bobby Vogel. She found me. No, <laughs> um, I was several months post um, massive DVT blood clot. In the back of my knee that had... Um, this had been discovered by doctors? How did... Okay. Yeah, well, it was discovered after it broke open and shot to my lungs. I had a okay. massive pulmonary embolism. Okay. Um, Lucky to be alive. Yeah. Doctors weren't sure how I survived. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go home. I still have this DBT blood clot. Proceed with my doctors for months, eight And they put you on the standard treatment yeah. protocol Blood thinners for that. Okay. said I'd be fine. I'm young. I'm healthy. I'll be fine. Yeah. And um, your leg was huge. Still, and yeah. And it, it didn't, I mean, it didn't get any better. Yeah, I had just 50. Let's back up. Your leg, had, your leg had swollen the lower part of your leg, your whole From the leg? knee down. From the knee yeah. down to my toes. It swollen twice the size? Daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. A lot of pain. Not necessarily pain, more just discomfort. Discomfort. When you're super swollen. Right. And, just, and they knew where the clot was. It was behind your knee. It was in my popliteal vein. Okay. Behind my knee. And I think you described it as being about the size of a Olive. Uh, olive. olive. Okay. Yeah. I had 50% blood, blood flow. And Western medication was not having the effect that you wanted to have. No. Uh, first few months, it dissipated a little bit. It shrunk a, a small amount. Um, after then, it it cemented itself into my leg is what doctors told me. Now let's, let's back up. You were, what's your, what is your profession? I'm also a real estate agent. Real estate agent. So this was really hampering your ability to go out of the house, right? Yeah. I couldn't walk. Rest. I was on medical bed rest. Wow. Bed rest. And so how did you even know that a Bobby Vogel exists? Uh, well, Bobby's wife, Sarah is an agent in my office. We didn't really know each other. We were friends on Facebook, and Sarah shared a Facebook post about Bobby. About Bobby and Bobby's abilities. abilities. Uh-huh. And right. it was uh, right around the same time that my doctors left me pretty much with no hope. They, you know, lifetime of blood thinners. This is the envy of me. Surgeon very... wouldn't even consider. And you reached out to, to multiple me. surgeons to see if you could have that clot removed. I yeah, I had to wait for the authorization, and they actually the offices called me and said we. Don't even want, don't bother coming in because the risk is so high of killing you that we won't even 
we won't even talk to you. So, so you that's read, right around the time that I saw the post about Bobby. Saw the post about Bobby. So yeah. let me just make an appointment and see what this is all about. Uh-huh. And that's what you did? Yeah. <laughs> and so, all right. So and now, it, but first off, let, let's, let me also back up and say, even though you saw the post from Sarah, I know Sarah, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I know she's very compelling, but, you know, if I was laying here and doctors had just said to me, this is all I got for you, why would I believe that she had anything for me at all? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you want to know how to become a social media influencer, how to grow an online business, how to make money from your laptop and build a profitable online company? Well, I'm going to show you how in my podcast, Living the Red Life. I built a million-dollar company at the age of 25, a $10 million company at the age of 30, and now I'm the A-list celebrity marketer that speaks around the world on how to transform businesses and make them profitable using Facebook ads, marketing, social media. My name's Rudy Moore, and I'm super pumped to bring you my podcast, Living the Red Life. I know this is going to become your new favorite podcast, and I'm going to show you how to grow a profitable online company step-by-step every single week. I knew there was something more going on within me, just within my, my whole journey, my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I was really catching on to, I was almost an outer body experience. Mm -hmm. As sick as I was, I didn't feel sick. You know, everyone around me is freaking out. Like I'm going to die. And I'm like, okay, relax. Come on. (laughs) fine." And it wasn't until the doctor saw my scans and staring at me like, why can we even talk to you right now? You should be dead. Right. So I just knew at that point it, there was something else going on. Right. There was. So when you went to see Bobby, you walked in again, mm-hmm. um, being treated for DBT and, mm-hmm. you know, all of the symptoms that go along with that. You had major swelling in the lower part. Major of swelling, lots of cramping. cramping. Typical symptom of a blood clot is like a Charlie horse that you cannot stretch out consistently right. all day long. Mm-hmm. So, and that's how it was all day long. Yeah. So your first visit, you walk in the office and what happens? I think she was more like, oh my gosh, than I was. Cause she's like, what is wrong? What is going on? Like, I think she knew, like I, I was just like a, <laughs> I think she knew that I was just, just had baggage. She just mm-hmm. knew like something deeper was, was going on. Cause she just kind of said, what's going on? Well, she kept walking in to see you, Bobby. What did you do first? What do you do? Well, so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to go through this because, you know, people that are tuning in and listening in and going, what the hell are they talking about? What is it that you do? She walks in, you don't have x-rays in your building. Right. You don't have a CAT scan. Right. You don't have an no, MRI. I'm, a, I'm the CAT scan. No, but that's what I'm saying. You don't have a CAT scan, an MRI. No. You don't have a lab down the hallway. I just got me. No. Isn't that 35 technicians? Isn't that 35 <laughs> Two people no. walk over and drew blood. Yeah. No. That didn't happen, right? No, I no, mean, I, took, I was laid on her scanning table. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't come over and, and put a blood pressure cuff on you? No. Okay. No, all right, so I, walk me through it. She walks in the door. You know that she made an appointment, and yeah. she's told you nothing about what's wrong with her. What does Bobby Vogel do? Well, in her situation, I, I was like, oof, you know, because of her presentation. I mean, she was... Her physicality. 
Yeah, her her more mental state. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was scared. She was angry that this was happening via Western medicine. She, mm-hmm. had, you know, she was very like, like way up here. And I could obviously her anxiety was. I knew my first um, thing to manage because without without getting through the anxiety first, you can't fix anything. And there's a lot to say about that. But Silly question, though. But she steps in the door. She's got a big leg. And you see anxiety. How do you see anxiety? What do you see? And she walked in the door. Is there an aura around her? Is no, there... I don't see auras, at what least you... not yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to make sure. I want to get the people at home to understand. Uh, so... Somehow I can see, and I I can see, um, like erratic, almost like dim lights or kind of gray in anxiety, like, like, like a sci like a sci fi movie where she's lit up and you're the only one exit. I mean, maybe, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's different in people depending on the severity. So yeah, I can see. So it's like, I kind of, I'm like, I hear her talking. I can see like her level of uh, anxiety and frustration. I knew, right. Spirit started downloading to me, you know, I'm just looking at her, right. She doesn't know what I'm doing. And I can, before she even laid down, cause I had to sort of talk to her for a few minutes and say like, here's how I work. And this is what's up. Are you, are you down for it? Because sometimes they're going to bring up, they spirit is going to bring up hard stuff. So you're telling her, yeah, I'm going to have you lay down here and I'm going to tap into your spirit, spirit guides, other people on the other side, Mine, yeah, yours, whoever mm-hmm. wants to give me help about trying to figure out right. what's wrong with you. Yeah. Whoever's here, let's roll. Right. And I mean, I know some people might walk in the door and go, oh, really? That's what you think you're going to do? I, I, walk out the door. How come you didn't walk out the door? Were you well, were you open before, to this kind of bef- treatment? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. But before any of that came through, it was she did you did do a diagnostic. She knew exactly. She nailed exactly where my blood clot was. She saw it. She saw the blood flow not moving. She saw my electrical system completely shut down. I was the literal walking dead, and she described it before wow. anyone could even come through. Wow. It was. So that's yeah. the first thing you do when she and walks she, in. Yeah, I mean, it just, <laughs> the information just starts coming and coming and coming. So I knew that clot. Cause, and she didn't, so all this was happening and I can look, somebody can be looking at them and talk, but they're not, I'm hearing things, Pay being shown things, right. you know. And then I knew that clot was about anger. And they, I was clear on that, but I don't get to prioritize what we do. For, I just, what I, they kind of, yeah, do this little diagnostic. Well, here's the things we're going to have to do, work with, and da da da. But then when I actually tune in, and um, you know, when she laid down, for instance, I tune in. Then that's when I really start. It just like her grandmother came through immediately. Who's on the other side? Her grandmother came through and said what? She was the reason I didn't die. Mm -hmm. And why? Uh, I don't know. I guess um, I was at a horrible, horrible point. And um, things that I've never admitted to anybody. And uh, even Bobby didn't know. And she came through and what she said even though I never admitted it to anyone, she knew it. She knew it. And she said it to me. 
So you were and you were letting them. And speak she didn't you. know. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. She didn't know, and um, that's it was so relevant because yeah. you know you feel alone and you feel like you just want to die, terrified. And the last thing you want to do is even acknowledge it to even talk about it. But I think she knew on a soul level, even though physically I was just done. Her analogy that she gave to to Bobby was that she was holding me by the neck of my shirt and literally dragging me along. And that is exactly how I felt that I was getting through life. Just being, just barely scraping the surface of just, just breathing. So in this first session, which last how long? An hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah. An hour. How much does she focus in on this blood clot, which was really the reason why you came in there? She immediately, she started telling Bobby, my, all of my child, it started here, this situation, this, 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 this person, this thing, this whatever. For, and, I mean, And you put these pieces together to translate into it's the pain of the anger that's causing the clot in a way. Mm-hmm. Am I saying this wrong? Or? Yeah, no, basically, yeah. And I mean, her her grandma with her, she also validated a lot of Gina's experience, even through childhood, and that's okay to say. Absolutely, yeah. And um, which was healing in itself. See, like, we never, like, people... When you say healing in itself, is the fact that... Gina has to face this, that it releases something? Energetically releases a lot. I mean, there's, I, there's, when people from the other side come through and like give you, it's either apologize or give you information or whatever it is. Yes, I've seen, it's like energy leaves, like, sta- like density can leave, stagnation, like people, can, just that information alone can give people the will to live, you know, but in, in her case, it was like having her grandmother with her who was being loving and kind and validating, but she also was on a mission to get this mm-hmm. thing healed, which meant she needed to heal a lot of things along with what I was doing, which I think what you were asking is, well, of course, when this information was coming through from from her grandmother, I was doing this and I was literally sending, I busted through the other stagnation, sorry, calmed her down, calmed her electrical system down. Her anxiety just send light through because what I see within is this from above. Like now I'm looking at her body's laying, right? So her, her electrical system's doing this. And when it's doing that, nothing flows. There's no flow in the in the physical body, in the energetic body. And you and you do what yourself physically, or what do you do? You 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 calm that electrical grid. It's calming at the same time as she's getting information that's releasing some of her built up anxiety. Mm-hmm. But you're also doing what? Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of different things depending on what I'm told to do. I just don't. I don't take a guess at what to do. I don't ever do the same thing for any, but I literally wait until I'm told what to do. It's changed a little bit because they've given me a little more, you know, control because more teamwork. But in her case, I was sending the light to calm down her electrical system because I couldn't see anything and I couldn't get to the clot. By end of session one, had you gotten through to this clot? Oh, yeah. No, okay. with, yeah, pretty quickly. So at end of session one, what do you feel? 
really a relief release. Um, so many answers as to really why, where, where it was all stemming from. Um, but the clot had not gone away. Not yet. That was okay. So now how not many yet. sessions did you go to Bobby for? Six? Six. Yeah. I saw her two times first alone. Um, and then I was working with her and an acupuncturist simultaneously together in sessions and um, they were both doing their work and I did that twice um, but Bobby really kind of surpassed everything it was just I had a connection with Bobby the energetic connection the this this soul there's just something that was um, gotcha so now you go through six sessions and what happens oh gosh okay right after the sixth no seventh it was I finished, I finished all of the ACU, but she was doing the last two by herself. Um, and I was woken up one night, about 1.30 in the morning, in excruciating pain. Initially, I thought I had another blood clot because it felt like you just, I couldn't, I can't even describe it, how painful oh. it was. And I laid there, I could not stretch it out. I laid there for probably 20 minutes. Um, Finally fell asleep. It was started to dissipate. I woke up the next morning and my swelling was completely gone. However, I was sore down to my bone from this this, um, cramp that I had, but my swelling was gone. So I called her and I said, I don't know. It's either have another one or it's gone. I think it, I think it broke up. I think it is literally broken up and I felt it. Now, had you continued the regimen of blood thinners throughout this whole period of time, too? I had actually taken myself off blood thinners. Gotcha. Yeah. Around the time that I met Bobby, I saw her, I want to say I saw her probably twice. I think it was before ACU. Anyway, I had pretty much fired my doctors. Gotcha. I fired them because they left me with just a lifetime of prescription and that's it. So your swelling was gone. How did you find out that the blood clot had dissipated? Um, well, you came back. Yeah, yeah, I saw her consistently after that incident. Um, and I knew, I saw it was gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. my All of my symptoms were gone. And like I said, I had taken myself off blood thinners before then. Did you go to a Western doctor to take a look? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had you? one last authorization for an ultrasound, and I saved it for several weeks. We did several more sessions. We had a plan. Yeah, we worked we, it, on. it was strategically. Like we, we had a big plan. And September 13th, 14th, I went and had an ultrasound and it had shrunk to the size of a flattened pea. Wow. Yeah. Uh, could doctors explain that? I don't know. I never went back to my doctors. <laughs> <laughs> so now how do you feel now? I feel great physically. I, you know, my, my physical fight, my physical challenges, they're, you know, they're all remedied now i have a lot of emotional stuff that is so you continue to see by challenging now. Mm-hmm. she's gotcha. my lifeline gotcha. i mean how, how if you had to say i mean how impactful was this on your entire life i don't even think there's a word to describe it um just a complete sucker punch really a complete turned it upside down. Turned, flipped it upside down. 
literally you weren't able to work and all yeah that. being self-employed so you're back to work and, now yeah i'm back to work mm-hmm. but um physically emotionally mentally everything it was just a complete flip upside down no no and here i'm not i'm trying to be a devil's advocate but i'm trying to like, you know, play the, the listener who's the western right. medication listener who would say that well you know dbts can do just that anyway they can break up and go away on their own. They can. So how do yeah. we associate that directly to what Bobby did to help make that happen? Talk more about the well, the acupuncture stuff. Or okay. The- well, I was going to back up even before then. I was told that it had cemented, the blood clot had be- cemented itself and had become part of my body. Okay. Literally part of my vein. There was no way of blasting it out or cutting it out. Surgeon would not even talk to me, look at me, saw my medical records. So there's nothing we can do. It's the risk is so high. I'd kill you before I even help you. Right. So, um, the fact that the work that we did broke this thing up is pretty significant. And to touch on the acutheric, um, geez, <laughs> it's, it was amazing. Okay. So, there was one session where the acupuncturist uh, put, she had the needles in my knee. It was the same day that you said, why don't you have a needle there? And put, she put it in my knee where the popliteal vein is. And Bobby got up from behind me and walked over and put her hand where the needle was. Oh, I was needle? told to oh, get up, like yeah. spirits and get up. <laughs> and it was like a electrical shock went through my body all the way down to my toe where I didn't have really have feeling in my foot. Wow. So yeah, I'm like, oh, oh, ow. So then she moved her hand and then she put it back and it was like, ah! and so she moved her hand and it was like that ever since. And that's when I So the, said, my, the shock went away when I took my yeah. hands because the acupuncturist was like, well, that's, I mean, it's happening because give it 30 seconds and it'll calm down. Calm down. Yeah. So I stood back and I took my hands away because I was also curious too, right? Because I'm literally being taught this mm-hmm. with her, like right. taught the, like, use your fingers and direct, you know, laser things. And, but I mean, it was, it's crazy, but, and things continue to unfold like that. But so I was not trying to prove a point. I was actually trying to see what the hell's going on. And so I stepped away and it stopped and I stepped back and I put my hands back just right above the needles. And she was like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she's like, no, 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 go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. And what I could see there, even though that clot was whatever size they were saying is to me, it looked like a cement, a cement block mm-hmm. in there because it, there was density around it. So it was likely, I mean, what it looked like to me is that it could only get worse from unless that. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, um, no electric, like no electricity. And I couldn't get to the clot. I could, I got stopped dead like above her knee so to me that clot the density of that clot came above her knee and i couldn't break through that the first time i saw her the second time mm-hmm. it's her and i think we saw each other probably more three than two times at first but mm-hmm. and then finally and then then it picked it, it didn't there was no electricity from her knee down 
God. So and I there's and so I was working on that working it as we were working on her emotional stuff all in the same thing, and then I think it was like the third time I was able to see, like a little bit of light go around like on the outside of her knee inside so it would it had made a little path around and i was like wow you know that was the day that you asked you were guided to put one on my thigh you couldn't do it so you put your fingers there yeah so the i because i tune in right and i'm waiting for the the needles to be in there and then i'm literally shown like you know, and so I humbly am asking, like, is that, what would it, is this a point? Because I don't know anything about acupuncture. <laughs> and I said, is this like right here, like in the inside of her thigh? And the acupuncture said, well, I can't legally put one through clothing, which is great. You know, I great. I don't know. And she said, why don't you get up and lay hands on her? So I stood up and I <laughs> went and I, at first I thought it was one finger and I ended up three putting three there and just holding them there and i'm then like sending like energy through energy through and the acupuncturist said wow that is a three point Mm -hmm. series or whatever it's called an acupuncture for the behind the knee wow and i'm mind blown at the same time like she (laughs) you said she's like but i had the phys i could feel it I could feel what was going on in my leg. So to watch her really, it, she was, I don't even know. The word. It was like, she didn't even know what she was doing. She's like, like, oh wow. my God. <laughs> and I'm having the physical, like, oh. Well, but now for those people who are going to just tuned in or tuned in for half of this, what would you say to them if they said to you, again, how are you so sure that Bobby did this or is it something that just didn't happen? By itself, um, spontaneous remission of your DVT. Question, I guess. Because uh, you've got to be, I mean, you're still seeing her now, so there's got to be some benefits. What are the benefits that you're getting now out of sessions after the DVT has now been broken up? It hasn't necessarily been a physical challenge now that we're working okay. on. It's more of emotional and that kind of thing. But okay. I guess to answer your first question, um, after eight, almost nine months of doing Western medicine, all of the blood thinners and absolutely nothing happening. And then within weeks, all of a sudden, it's just literally blasted out of my body. That's the significance to me. And is that what you want people to know, Bobby, about what it is you're practicing that you do have the ability to basically correct things that other people have taken months to even address and have no ability to, to, to address. I mean, yeah. Um, I think that's, yeah. I mean, that's definitely an aspect of it. You know, some people come in, uh, which is what I would say about your question for Gina is people can come in with emotional, yet we've all got traumas. We've all got emotional wounds. We're on the planet. We've got wounds to heal. That's just a fact. So, um, People can come to me for, you know, they think they're coming for guidance or whatever it is, because of course their peeps know better than anyone what is going, you know, what's next in their life or how to resolve whatever. But people can have emotional issues going on with and not yet have a physical manifestation of it. it. So it's important to, um, 
heal. I mean, that's what we need to do on the planet. That's, you know, what's happening right now is like this. People need to heal emotional stuff. And it's not just better for the planet and their own lives, but it, it will manifest into the physical. It sure. will manifest into the physical in one way or another. If somebody wants to reach out to you and either set up a session or just wants to reach out to you to talk, how do they do it? Uh, www.etheric.medicine.com, E-T-H-E-R-I-C medicine.com. If they want to see you physically, where do they go to? Where, where part of California? Are you Downtown going? Long Beach. Downtown Long Beach. I but I've, yeah, yeah, but I've started traveling. So like right. last month I went to New York. This month I'm going to Boston. Okay. All right. Good. I can't say thank you enough, Gina, for having been thank here. Thank you. And help us try to understand exactly the magic behind what is Bobby. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I want to thank all of you also. Thank you so much, Bobby. Thank for you. Today. Thank all of you for tuning in. Um, you know, Bobby is going to come back again at another time with another one of your clients yeah. to help us kind of help you understand what it is she does. So I'm out of time and I can't say thank you enough for having tuned into Let's Be Blunt with Montel, where we will continue to cover everything and anything cannabis. But every now and then we're going to bring you some things that I think are near and dear to your heart and things that you need to know about. That's why Bobby's here. Thank you so much, Bobby. Thank you. Today. All right. Now catch us on the next Let's Be Blunt. Are you dealing with best life burnout, constantly striving for more, and quite frankly, over it? Maybe you just want more joy, peace, and laughter in your life now. Well, then let's go. Welcome to your new favorite podcast, Hot Happy Mess, hosted by me, your girl, Zuri Hall. We are celebrating our magic in the middle of life's messes. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday. Listen to the Hot Happy Mess podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.